All right, welcome back to the Speak Your Peace podcast. My name is Ian McNaughton, a.k.a. Big E. Uh, pleased to be joined by friend of the pod, uh, Hayden Barton. Hayden, how art thou? That was, uh, that was good. That good. was thriving. That was having a, a decent Sunday. Thou can't complain. Um, finally, we have a Sunday with football. Yeah, except it's fucking terrible football. <laughs> It's good for the first, hey. like, half of the first quarter, and then it's just, I know, no one. <laughs> well, yeah, no, and then it's, like, some, like, college guy who is, like, I thought I heard your name called in, like, April. Yeah, like, Did maybe I what... you were on a draft board. I don't know. Did I think you played tight end? No. No, I didn't think so. But, you know, uh, it's good that you're getting action. You're, you're getting more time on an NFL field than I am. Exactly. Um, That's a step up from from either of us, so boom. Exactly, exactly. I mean, I've been on the BC place field before. I've been on that turf. I have as um, well. I I've, I don't know if there's any other notable turfs or fields that I've been on. I've been on Empire. I, Empire. Ooh, field. that was that'd be cool. Yeah, it was cool looking up at like the uh the just the bleachers. Have you did you ever go like you went to a game at Empire then I'm assuming right. Oh, multiple. It, 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 so I remember, I think I went to a Whitecaps game there one time. And basically at Empire, uh, how it was set up was that at the, like, we were at the last row. And basically I could see all the way down to the ground behind my seating. Like all the scaffolding, I could see all the way to the ground. Yep. It's like, fuck, that's a steep drop, man. That's yeah, uh, it's a scary, like, drop, and it's just kind of like, well, I remember, I uh, think I know why they moved away from uh, Empire after two seasons, because, goddamn, BC Place needed to get built real quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, um, you know, spoiler alert, um, Empire Field had a lot of scaffolding for those who don't, real ones remember, real ones know. Real ones remember. It's like yeah. the wooden roller coaster, but for stadiums. Oh, God. <laughs> you, this, this is a real sidebar. Oh, is Wooden Roller Coaster your favorite P&E ride? Not at all. What's your favorite P&E ride? My favorite P&E ride... Dude, the Elevator is a classic, but yeah. the the new favorite is, like, the Giant Swing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fuck. Atmosphere, that's what it's called. Atmosphere, but it's, like, yeah. instead of, like, not spelled, like, how it's... Atmos- like how it's supposed to be atmosphere yeah, it's, it's like f-e-a-r at the end yeah 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 yeah. maybe that's what we should do next is like a draft get jevin on and do a draft of like p and e rides best p and e rides yeah best p and e rides um no atmosphere that that like that, that's fucked up in a way where it's just like all you have is like this little chain to hold mm-hmm. you into like this little seat yep and you're swinging yeah. around yeah it's very it puts you on the edge of your seat Wink, wink. <laughs> All right. Um, for those who don't know, for those who are new to the program, uh, Hayden and I are going to be pre- – we've already done one uh, preview episode for the NFL season. You should go back, check that out. We discussed the NFC, AFC West. This episode, we're going to be discussing the NFC and AFC North uh, because Hayden says that this, we have to save the South for the be- you know, best for last. Best so for last. Probably, so we'll do the, we're doing the North. Uh, we'll do the East probably sometime next week, and then we'll do the uh, South before the season starts. Um, 
what what with your what's your initial reaction or what when I bring up like when I when I talk about like the NFC North, what is your initial thoughts with the NFC North? Green Bay's division. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much it. It's like, oh, Chicago and Minnesota kind of had relevancy. Detroit's plays on Thanksgiving. That's about as much as I know. <laughs> no, but it's just, yeah, the, the Packers have a good threshold for as long as Aaron Rodgers is still playing. Yeah. And, I mean, it's not, it's not like he, like, I mean, he's better than what, like, Kobe Bryant was at the end of his career, but it's like, yeah, no, I'm just going to take up, like, as a large amount of salary cap space because I'm Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And, and, then, no. it's like, and then it's like, oh, I wonder why Devontae Adams left, huh? Yeah, That's- seriously. And they say, like, oh, yeah, we didn't talk about it or he didn't say anything. It's like, well, maybe you're just weird like you're a weird guy you know you don't talk with your family you have no contact or communication like who knows what happens there and then now he's just coming out and admitting publicly that he's done hallucinogens and it's just kind of like um (laughs) 911 i mean i'm not trying to like age shame but like I figured it was just kids in their, like, late teens or, like, 20s who were doing hallucinogens. I didn't think it was, like, NFL quarterbacks in their late 30s. Yeah, like, maybe maybe weed. Like, if you smoke weed, I understand that because it's like, oh, I had a real terrible game and now I'm just in aches and pains and I just want to relax, you know? But when he admitted, like, oh, yeah, taking whatever he took and that's why he had back-to-back MVP seasons, it's kind of just like, well, you choked in the playoffs, so it doesn't really <laughs> matter at the end of the day. It's take, like, him in, take him in January, and maybe that's when you're going to be... Uh, yeah, seriously. Maybe take, yeah, take some when you're actually needing to win and not before needing to win. What, I got This is a real... Another sidebar. I wonder what the hallucinogen market is in Wisconsin. Like, I can't imagine that's a big... It's just uh, you know. cheese, but it's like a an aged cheese, you know, one that's like real fermented. That's all it is. <laughs> uh, okay, um, we're gonna go. We're gonna go team by team here. Um, you know, I was just thinking you probably are right. There probably is some like hallucinogen cheese in Wisconsin, or like milk or something. If you like it in liquid form, you probably. I'm calling it now. Um, if we ever do like a Wisconsin takeover, I feel like that's what we have to do when we're there. Um, the world's shittiest cheese. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna go team by team, like we did in the last episode. Um, I think because we start in the NFC West this time, we'll start in the AFC North. Sounds uh, good. Also, because Cincinnati was in the Super Bowl last year, so it kind of feels right that we start with Cincinnati. I agree. Which is also weird to say, like the Bengals. Out of eighteen, like the eight teams that we're going to talk about, the Bengals are the first ones. Yeah. Are the first ones they went the farthest. It's like, oh, okay, that's um, that's, that's new. interesting. That's 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 all right. Um, I have few, yeah, again, I have a few notes here. I mean, they had a quiet off season. I thought overall for a team that made the Super Bowl, but they didn't need to do a whole lot. Like we kind of knew what the Bengals needed, and that was just you know, offensive line help, and, and they got depth. it. And they got it. Like, they literally did what they needed to do, and they didn't yeah. 
They didn't fuck around in the draft either. They took some safe depth picks. And uh, from what it looks like, Jamar Chase is still cooking Eli Apple every day in training camp. So what more can you really realistically say about the Bengals? Joe Burrow's injured. He has an injury, but he's apparently on the field today. So it's just kind of like the Bengals are, you know, back in shape. Well, and, and, and I mean, the other thing I, you know, having to tell myself is that they aren't the Rams. They aren't the Chiefs. They aren't the, the like, they don't go and make these big splashy moves. No. Like, that's just not who they are. Like, they've never, they, they're, they're more, they're more the Oakland A's than they are the New York Yankees. Like, they just don't go and make big splashy moves like that. Like, they luck themselves into Joe Burrow. They luck themselves into Jamar Chase. Like, they didn't. They, they use draft capital. They're not signing big free agent contracts. That's just not who they are. No, definitely not. And so, uh, I mean, I think the biggest loss was uh, CJ Azuma, the tight end. Yeah, but, I mean, then they get Hayden Hurst. So, it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's basically replacing 1A and 1B, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, Hayden Hurst, like, I think what is it? I think it's a one-year, three million dollar contract. Like the Jets Very gave him, risk. the Jets gave Uzuma like eight million a year, and the Bengals went and paid Hurst three million a year. Yeah, like you're pro, you're you're probably more content with the Hayden Hurst contract than paying CJ Uzuma like oh, eight million definitely. a year. Oh, so, definitely, definitely. I I wouldn't be worried about that too much. They pretty much replaced the entire right side of their offensive line, like Alex Kappa from Tampa Bay is the new right guard. Yep. Lyle Collins, the new right tackle. You can even say Ted Karras at center. Like, he, he's going to be new. It's good to, nice to have a veteran center with Joe Burrow. And a guy from New England, Karras is coming from New England. Like, he, you know coming from New England that he's going to be smart and he's knowledgeable and he's an, an intelligent player. Oh, definitely. Um, so that makes a lot of sense. The the biggest concern I have right right now with them is Jesse Bates. Yeah, yeah, that's super concerning. The fact that he's not wanting to play on his franchise tag and will sit out. Yeah, uh, so the deadline has for signing multi-year contracts has passed. So pretty much he can sign like another one-year extension. Mm-hmm. But I have written down here, same old Bengals, exclamation point, where they don't want to pay the guys that they should pay. Yeah. The guy that they need to pay, Jesse Bates, who you could argue is probably probably is their best defensive player. Like he's just that good at safety, really good. Um, no Bates, yeah, he no Bates is really going to impact this team negatively. Like that's a really that's a really big loss that you cannot overcome. As much as I like their safety, Dak Hill, Dak Hill from Michigan, I just don't see how you can replace Jesse Bates. No, you can't replace Jesse Bates. He is so good from uh, like side of the field to side of the field, and he has such a wide range. Yeah, you can't you can't replace Jesse Bates. You can only fill three quarters of a void of him. And they, I don't see anything happening with Jesse Bates, especially considering cincinnati and who they are like we just said they don't pay players even though they should they have the cap space for it and oh, yeah. it's yeah i i don't understand why they're not you know making him like who who could you realistically put higher than 
Jesse Bates with age and skill. Like Marcus Williams. Yeah. You could put Marcus Williams up, and he's on, you know, the Ravens. And then like there's <laughs> like there's, he like he like he he was a I think he was top 75 like in the NFL 100, like top 100 players. Like I think he was in the top 75. Yeah, I think I think he is as well. Yeah, like and I and I don't think they've done the rankings for this upcoming season for like the 2022 top one hundred. But still, point is the fact that Bates is like a top seventy five player in this league, and Cincinnati coming off the Super Bowl needs all the talent they can get. And the yes. fact that you're missing this guy is just like a real. Like, it's concerning. It's a, yeah, it's a shot in the leg, pretty much. Like you, you, oh, you're all, you're you're already putting yourself behind where you should be realistically i i totally agree and it's just like you see these people get paid too and it's i don't know you you don't have a good safety you're fucked yeah (laughs) you know like and that was that was like the biggest priority i remember just with new orleans losing marcus williams it's kind of like holy fuck who do they replace and then right after they signed marcus may and tyron matthew and i'm like we're good. <laughs> We're good. Yeah. And it, if it, the Bengals don't have that, like, who even is their strong safety? I don't, have I don't even. I don't even know their strong safety, right? But like, I can tell you, it's nowhere near Jesse Bates. But that, but that again, that speaks to how good Jesse Bates is. Is the fact that you and I both know who Jesse Bates is, and we're talking about him at this level, and we mm-hmm. don't know, like, we maybe know, like, we know. Oh my god, I'm such an idiot. I I should have known this. It's Von Bell. Oh yeah, Von Bell. Von Bell, I, Von Bell, yeah. Actually, I, I can't believe I've, I messed but that I, up. I, well, he well, is gonna, a great strong safety. Well, I was gonna say, and like the other, like I know like other notable players on the Bengals, like Trey Hendrickson, um, like Sam Hubbard. Yeah. Um, you know those kind of guys, but like in today's NFL, you need that versatile safety. Like you need that safety who can play wherever on the field, who can line up in multiple different positions, and Bates does that. Mm-hmm. No, he definitely does. So, um, the other thing I want to mention with the Bengals, I, I want the offense to be just as good as they were last year, but I am worried about the law of averages setting in. Like I feel like I feel like their offense was like so good, like a way above expectation last year that it's like I don't know if they can be as good this upcoming season. Even with a better offensive line, it's like I yeah like yeah, just, it's it's kind of scary. well. I mean, you're just always gonna be scared about something like that, you know, because the whole mediocrity sets in, and there's gonna be that one team that fucking takes off, you know. Yeah. They actually surprise the shit out of everyone, and then it's like a sure lock team that's gonna just do well, does poorly, you know. It was kind of like Green Bay back. Uh, Back in like 2018 or something like that, when or, or 2019, something like that, and they just missed playoffs and they had a loaded roster, you know, which I could definitely see for the Bengals, especially with Baltimore, you know, getting healthier. There's surely no yeah. way that they're ever losing as many players as they did last year. <laughs> and yeah, it's it could happen. I don't think it will happen though. So. The stats I want to throw at you 
So Burrow's 2021 completion above expected expectation percentage. So that means like his actual completion percentage above what his expected completion percentage was, was 6%. So he completed 6%, 6% more passes than above expected, which is the highest rate in the lead and more rate in the league and more than 2% above second, which was Kyler Murray. And his aggressiveness percentage and that's the percentage of attempts into tight windows on all passing attempts, which is like where a defender's like one yard off the receiver. Yeah. Like a t- the amount of times you're throwing into a tight window, right? He threw it into a tight window 19.2% of the time, which was second most in the NFL last year. Now, part of that is because Burrow didn't have a lot of time to throw the ball because his offensive line was not very good. Um, but also, I don't know if that's a sustainable number. And I'm like, how do I put this? I feel like this offense could make improvements, but not be as productive, if you know what I mean. Like, this offense could look better, but it's maybe not as productive numbers-wise. I I think I think you're looking at it the wrong way. I okay. think it the aggressive rate um, will go down. I think the completion percentage will either stay the same or go up because they've gotten better in the places where they need to get better. They haven't lost a receiver. They haven't lost a connection. You know, it's the 19% of aggressive targets will probably go down to, I say about like 13 or, you know, maybe, maybe it'll stay the same. Maybe they take more deep shots. I have no idea, but I don't think it'll get worse. I don't think he'll be taking riskier shots. I don't think he'll have a lower uh, completion percentage. And even if he does, give or take a percent and a half. Yeah. And he's shown that he is an elite ball placer and he makes right decisions. Like he's not dumb. And I think just from all the stats that you gave me about that, I think everyone can be improved, but in a different way because of just how much work they've done in the off season. Uh, do we think Zach Taylor's a good coach? I honestly had him first to be fired last year, and I have him, like, last to be fired this year <laughs> just because of how how successful he was last year. Yeah, that's just it. I just don't, like, I, I want to say he's a good coach because I don't know if you can luck your way into a Super Bowl appearance. You can't beat Kansas City with just luck. Yeah, like that, you know, there has to be, yeah, that's the other thing, I just like, I'm not saying Zach Taylor's going to be fired, I'm just like, is he, like, he's a good coach, but he's not a great coach. If they finish last this year, then he will be fired. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> um, all right, my best case for the Bengals this year, I have them going 12-5, and five. they win a the division, um... The offense takes like takes like a Chiefs Rams type leap, like it just like it's just like X Games mode, like it really becomes uh, unstoppable. Mm-hmm. And the, the defense is good enough, even without Bates. Like the defense should holds their own somehow. Yep. Um, I I think the worst case is they go eight and nine. The offense takes a major step back. The defense struggles, and coaching gets outmatched. Yeah, that that's pretty much speaking of what I thought would happen to. Um, 
Do you have a player to watch on a Bengals, a guy you're interested in seeing this year on Cincinnati? Uh, Trey Hendrickson. Can he repeat? Hell yeah. Can he repeat what his his success was last year? Trey Hendrickson's so cool. He is. He has a great nickname, T-Hex. <laughs> um, I, I think I, you're either going to love this or you're going to hate this. Uh, my player to watch on the Bengals is kicker Evan McPherson. I mean, I don't hate it, but I don't get why your player to watch is a kicker. Because that dude was clutch last year. That dude nailed so many. Like, that dude went 14 for 14 in the postseason. Yeah, but he also lost. He had, like, three chances against Green Bay to win, and he celebrated on one of them. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's not great. I will. No, make, that was not... terrible because he, he was celebrating so hard, and everyone was like, what the fuck are you doing right now, McPherson? <laughs> but, but yeah, no, he was clutch. But he it, was clutch. But this is also, like, the same guy who, like, left the locker room at halftime at the Super Bowl. He's like, I want to see the halftime show. <laughs> Yeah, are you kidding me? Like this, ha- that halftime show was absolutely lit. Like, who wouldn't want to see that? I get you have to make halftime adjustments, but come on, man! Like, what halftime are... adjust? What, ha- what type of halftime adjustments do you need to make as a kicker? Like, right? what? Yeah, all you need to do. Oh, sorry, I'll kick better. Like, how do you kick better? You just kick the fucking ball. Oh, okay. We'll kick for touchbacks instead of having them bring it out. Like, all okay, right. Okay, I'll add a little bit more to my boots. <laughs> yeah, um. No. That that dude that dude's got some swagger for a guy named Evan McPherson. That dude has uh, quite a bit of swagger. I feel like at the uh, in the NFL. That's, that's how you make it in the NFL. You just become a kicker. Um, let's go to the Pittsburgh Steelers next. All right. Is Ben Roethlisberger real? Is Ben losing Ben Roethlisberger addition by subtraction? Like, is this team better now that Ben's not there because of just like? What he's been for the last two to three they're, years. They're worse because they don't have the experience. They don't have the Big Ben experience. Oh, oh come on. Don't sell Mitch Trubisky. Don't, 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 don't I'm eat on sell, I'm selling Mitch Trubisky and I'm selling fucking Kenny Pickett, okay? Like, they're both young. Trubisky definitely has the threshold on taking the starting job. I think that's an obvious considering Kenny Pickett was like, not a first-round talent, but they still grabbed him at, like, the first round. And I, I truly think they could have got him, got him in the second. Uh, so it's just... I don't know. They're going to be good. They're, they always will be above average or average. That's just Mike Tomlin. And so I literally see them being, like, the same record as last year. 8-8-1 eight, eight and one, or 9-8. and eight. Uh, here's here's my thing with Kenny Pickett. I find it really concerned. Not to say that this guy can't be a, a, a full time NFL starter. Mm-hmm. If he's not, if, if he's not outplaying Mitch Trubisky and Mason Rudolph for that starter job, there's something wrong. That's a little concerning. That's yep. a, that that that's that's not great. Well, um, I agree. And in my opinion, I mean, I know they just beat them like on Saturday in the preseason game, but they kind of remember like a better version of what the Seahawks are now. Where like they have questions at the QB. There's still talent all over this roster. It's, you know, like 
I don't want to say coordinator concerns, but like, I don't know what this offense is without, I don't know what this offense is under OC Matt Canada without Big Ben. They just remind me of like, this team is just a better version of where Seattle is, where it's like, yeah, we think the, you know, we think the roster on the talent's good. We're just waiting for that, you know, full-time quarterback to help, yeah. you know, take it in overdrive. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I think there's a little bit more wrong with Seattle. Oh yeah, that's why like see that's why Pittsburgh's a better version. Like Pittsburgh yeah, is like a they, Pittsburgh is like a rich a rich man's version of what Seattle is now. Yeah, they're like a Corvette when Seattle's like a Miata. Like yeah. Yeah, exactly. But like no rich man is gonna buy a Corvette. They're gonna buy something actually, you know, something nice. <laughs> like a, a Lamborghini, a McLaren, you know, something yeah. more refined. So yeah, it's it's a Pittsburgh's a poor man's sports car, and Seattle definitely just kind of looks like they, uh, like you said, a Miata. You know, they're nice. It's it's not your it's, uh, everyday it's drive. It's your Sunday. It's fine. Drive. Yeah. yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's exactly. Okay. I like that. I like that. Um, fuck. Why am I blanking on the word right now? <laughs> that reference. That comparison. Comparison. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest. Not shocking takeaway, but the most the biggest takeaway I have so far with the Steelers is uh, George Pickens has that dog in him. That dude looks dude. like wide receiver one. Oh my god! I was gonna send you like that video where George Pickens like just pushed a Seattle defender. Yeah. And the Seattle defender fell back, and I'm like, dude, like Steelers don't miss with receivers. They don't miss, and he George Pickens is a fucking star already like and, I mean, and, it, and it like we say don't miss this is like their third like they nailed the juju pick they nailed claypool they've now nailed george pick you can even they go nailed back. antonio brown antonio brown martavis bryant martavis bryant um <laughs> you could you, you know you, you can mike even wallace say, mike wallace you can even say like james washington too like if you want to yeah. like like Bang! Like just hits. They just they they just produce nonstop hits at wide receiver. They do. Um. They do. So so now you have Claypool, Pickens, Deontay Johnson. That looks like a nice you know eleven person three wide receiver three wide receiver trio. Mm-hmm. Um. I have no idea who's going to be throwing them the ball, but like on paper that looks like a nice trio of receivers. No, it does, especially with Najee Harris and Pat Faramuth as well. Like. Yeah. They're good, but they're just a quarterback away from the offense actually being dominant. Yeah, from like be, like instead of being like the twentieth best offense in the league, they could get a quarterback and be a top ten offense. Oh, easily. And even like their offensive line is not great. It's fine, but it's not great, and not not the Steelers' offensive line that we're used to. But yeah, no, I get like, what you mean. They they could still make it work. Um. Yeah, I mean, e- defensively, even this could be a top ten defense. Like their their secondary looks really good. I I think T.J. Watt. I don't want to put him as like the best defensive player. He's the best I edge. Still, He's the best best edge. edge best yeah. edge. Because Aaron Donald is still that guy best, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah, I agree. But but T.J. Watt comes to work. He shows up. Dude kicks ass every week. Yep. Hard not to like TJ Watt. Um, the linebackers look good. Secondary, I think, looks solid. 
it's what's our biggest concern with do we have like is it just QB is like literally just the quarterback it's purely just the quarterback man like there is unfortunately a huge void in that position and like even Mason Rudolph man like he just he scares me (laughs) you know what I mean like how has this guy been on the roster for so long like he He's not that good. <laughs> he he must be a really good locker room guy or something. He must be, yeah. I mean, I see all the time Claypool goes golfing with him and Duck uh, Hod- Hodges. Yeah, Duck Hodges. So who knows, man? Who knows? And that's another thing. Uh, the fact that Mike Tomlin that one year managed to get like an 8-8 eight eight record out of like yep. Rudolph and Duck Hodges that one season – Mike, Mike Tomlin fucking rocks. Yep, he deserves every... That's why I say like they'll be 500, but they won't be better. That's how so, I see it happening. So my best case for Pittsburgh this year, I say they go 11-6. and six. The offense gets it together. One of those quarterbacks figure it out, figures it out. The defense looks nasty, and Tomlin wins coach of the year, and they win the division. I don't know if they have. I don't know if this team has Super Bowl potential, but I think they could win the division. Yeah, purely, I, purely with defense and running the ball down their opponents' throats. Yeah, it could happen. It could happen, but I, I, I don't see it. I think best case scenario, they come second, and they get a wild card spot. They get a wild see, card is- and upset a team that on paper should beat them. But then they See, the, lose. The, pro- the problem is that they're just not as good as Kansas City, Baltimore. Nope. Uh, not as good as the Chargers? Definitely Maybe not. not as... Not even close to the Chargers. Not not to the Chargers. Not to, I'm trying to think of who else, like... Like, I, I, know. I would put Pittsburgh and... Patriots, very close together. Okay, like fr- fringe playoff teams. Yes. Like all right, I put them better than the Dolphins. I don't. I don't yeah, have any faith Dol- in the Dolphins. Dolphins are weird. Um, they, they are my, weird, but that's where I put my worst. My worst case for Pittsburgh, they go six and eleven with bad QB play. The O line stinks. The defense yep. struggles, and even the special teams, like they, like even a team like Pittsburgh, who more or less has good enough special teams, they can't even figure that out. I I agree, and uh, you know Tomlin gets his first losing season ever. Yeah, that that's I think the worst case scenario. Uh, who's your player to watch on Pittsburgh? Is it Pickens? No, it's Devin Bush, man. Like that. Oh guy, wow! Hey, I put down Devin Bush as well. He he's not been. The Devin Bush that we know, and this could be his like last season in Pittsburgh, and that's really concerning because his rookie season, he was unbelievable. Like I was afraid when we went up against him, and I was like, this guy is just built different. Dude, I had so much Devin Bush stock when he came out of college oh, into yeah. his first season. Like I was like, oh, Pittsburgh traded up to get this guy, and he's a linebacker. Like. Yes. This checks so many boxes. This makes so much sense. And yes. now it's and now like three years later, it's like, 
God, I hope he can, you know, keep a starting job, maybe even a roster exactly. spot. Like, I think he's getting beaten out by uh, his Spill- backup right now. Yeah, Spillin, I think it's his name. But Something like I, that, yeah. But, like, no, I totally, like, I want to see this dude succeed because when, like, when he's on, he's on. He, yeah, he is. And he's so fast. He's so elusive. It's just that one injury that I guess that he got, what was it, his second season or something like that? Like, I think really so. Towards ACL? Yeah, it plagued him, and it plagued him hard. Like, he, like, when healthy and, and went on his game, he's like a, 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 a Devin White from Tampa Bay. Yeah. Yeah, he, he could definitely be up to that level. I, yeah. So. You you literally you literally took the the name out of my mouth Devin Bush that's who I have as like my my player to watch on Pittsburgh, um, Cleveland Browns. So this team, man. so so let let's put this, let's put the Deshaun Watson situation aside because we'll we'll get to that that is important and we should talk about that. All right. Besides that, this team acquired Amari Cooper, Ethan Pochich from Seattle. Mm-hmm. Taven Bryan from Jacksonville, uh, Jacoby Brissett, Chase Winovich. Like, they acquired some decent pieces here. I And I like their team on defense. I think their defense could be, like, one of the best in the NFL this upcoming season. They got good pressure at the line of scrimmage with Garrett, Jadavian Clowney. I like the linebackers. Their secondary looks really good with, you know, Reedy Williams, Denzel Ward. Yep. Grant Delphit, like, really like their defense. Um, I, you know, I'm curious to see how Ethan Pochich fits offensively because he's going to be the new center uh, for this team, which is always interesting because they brought in a new center and brought in a couple quarterbacks. Um, you know, wide receiver, we talked about Pittsburgh with their trio of wide receivers in Cleveland. You got Amari Cooper. Donovan Peoples-Jones, who I really like. Like, I really liked him coming out of Michigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks like he's going to be the wide receiver, too. And then they just drafted David Bell this year from, from Purdue, who, you know, looking at him, he appears to be, like, one of those power slots. Like, he's 6'1", 6'2", yep. 212 pounds. Um, you know, maybe not a contested catch type guy, but he can, you know, he can make catches. He can make plays. He's a good third receiver for this team. Yes, yes, I agree. And the la- speaking of kickers, the last guy I want to mention is Cade York, who they drafted in the fourth round from LSU, who basically they're just like, yeah, you're our kicker now. We spent the fourth round pick on you. You're the kicker. Went to LSU. And not for nothing, those LSU players, like, more or less have, like, from that championship team with Burrow, Chase, uh, who else Jefferson. am I missing? Jefferson, those guys have more or less worked out. I don't know how it works for a kicker, but you know, fuck it. Surely can't, yeah. Surely can't go wrong with, like, no, it it can't go wrong when you draft a kicker. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, like, oh, he doesn't kick well. Cool. We'll just sign one else from fucking wherever, and it'll be fine. We'll get another one. But then with Cleveland, it's like, hey, we drafted you. You're now our kicker. No pressure. Good luck. Rooting yep. for you. Yeah, have fun. Um, but, the, again, the Watson situation. Yes, the Sean so, Watson situation. So, 
I have written down here, uh, fuck the Browns for empowering him and his behavior. Mm-hmm. He should be suspended for a year at the minimum. Oh, it looks like that's that's going to happen, too. I, I just saw a report this morning that it's likely going to happen. <laughs> and he deserves absolutely nothing. Uh, and, and the reason I say the Browns, you know, are empowering him, because not only did they trade, like, three first-round picks to give, get him, they gave him the most stupid extension. Oh, I know. It's it's absolutely terrible. It's going to ruin the market, and, I, and it's going to ruin it for the whole fucking for every, league. For everybody else. Yes. So It's so dumb. So, like, this is why I wanted to separate the two, because the, Wat- the Watson situation, it's one of its own, and just, like, it's so, it's so bad, and it's so Cleveland on so many levels. Yep. But, like, if they didn't do that, like, if they just decided, hey, we're going to run it back with Baker for another year and add these other pieces, like add a Mari Cooper and add Hoach and add, you know, a decent backup in Jacoby Brissett, like, this team could still be really good. Like, they won a playoff game two years ago. Yeah. Like, I don't, I, I don't, I don't like, I didn't, I didn't understand why... Sure, what, as, as talent-wise, Watson is an upgrade over Baker. But to give up the capital that you gave up to get Watson and then to sign him to that extension, knowing the history that he has, it's like, the fuck are we doing here, guys? No, I You don't need I to agree. do this. Um, I agree. So that Watson situation, just it, it's got bad vibes all over it. Like, I just have bad vibes oh, yeah. with this team. Like, just, like, I, I can't – I don't trust what this team's doing. I don't believe in this team. Um, my best case for the Browns, they go 12-5. and five. The QB play is good. They do their usual thing of just running the ball, some good play action. Now, now if Watson's the QB, sure, they have a bit more of a vertical threat per se. Um, maybe they make the playoffs and they go to, like, the AFC Championship game. Like that's like the real best case scenario. I don't have Super Bowl written on them, but AFC Championship game, I could see that. They upset Cleveland or not? They upset Kansas City or somebody like that. I, could I see it. considering that Watson's going to be suspended. It's inevitable. He's already suspended six games. Um, a year is what uh, Goodell wants minimum. I personally don't see Cleveland doing anything this year. And it's funny because that's how Cleveland set up their salary with Watson. This first year, he's making a million dollars. He got his signing bonus for whatever this year. And he's just going to get a million dollars this year because they knew that a suspension was inevitable. It's going to happen. So I don't see Cleveland doing anything like phenomenal this year. I think, in reality, it's pretty much just going to be a wasted season because I have no faith that Jacoby Brissett will do wonders. You know, it'll be more of Nick Chubb and maybe Kareem Hunt if he's not traded by then. And yeah, that's another, that's another thing. Kareem Hunt, like, now he wants he to wants trade out. Yeah, and I mean, Dearness Johnson, I like Dearness Johnson. He's good. Yeah. But Amari Cooper, yeah, he still tears it up. 
and that's how it's going to be. They're going to be playing from behind, and they'll be great for fantasy. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. This team is not built to play from behind. No, they're built to have a lead and sustain the lead. Yeah. But they won't have a lead because they don't have a... They're like, they're like the Steelers, but they shouldn't be like the Steelers. They should be leaps and bounds ahead of the Steelers. They, well, they almost, they almost feel like the Ravens and in in how, like, how they want to play. I'm just like running, they, they like to run the ball, they throw it to play action, take yeah. a couple of deep threats. I mean, the, 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 here's the thing. The Ravens do it better, but this is what Cleveland wants to do, especially under Stefanski, right? Yeah, especially being in Cleveland as well. That's probably yeah. what they want to do is to simplify everything for them. Yeah. Uh, you know, well, and like, this kind of feels like a, you know, a Brooklyn Nets type thing. I'm, I'm throwing another basketball reference out here, but it feels like a Brooklyn Nets thing of like, they had some, like they had something with Baker and like that off. And I know the Baker thing last year was weird because he was injured and like, started losing faith and all this sort of stuff. He just, he wasn't going to get what he wanted. If, you know, his contract-wise, he wasn't going to get the extension he wanted in Cleveland. They didn't feel comfortable giving it to him. Mm-hmm. But it's like now you kind of take a wrecking ball to that by bringing in Deshaun Watson and all that he does. Yep. It's like, I don't know. I kind of would just go with the guy that I, I know instead of just dealing with that unknown of Watson. Right? Like, I, I don't understand why they would ever... Like, what, what says... Yeah, this guy got us our first playoff win in 20-plus years. But uh, this guy plays better. And he has, yeah, he has these allegations. But we'll waste one year of what could be a great season with Baker. And just we'll throw it all away. Well, well, Baker, we'll take, like, I don't know. I guess Baker at his peak is maybe the 15th, 16th. Like, he's an average quarterback. Like, he's the 15th best quarterback in the league. I would say his peak hasn't been reached yet, and it's because he was in a he was in a different system. Like I could see him actually not doing too bad in Carolina because they had better they have better receivers. I like DJ Moore, I like uh, Robbie Anderson, and I like uh, the LSU guy that they got last year as well. Um, who was another I- receiver? I know I know what guy you're thinking of, but I can't think of. Um, uh, I want to say it's I want to say it's Henderson, but it's not Henderson. No. I'll pull that I'll pull that up for you. Just and to, then, obviously, Christian McCaffrey and a super young defense. So like, yeah. not that defense is a big part. Obviously, playing as a quarterback, but it's just. I would hate playing in Cleveland. Uh, Terrace Marshall. Terrace Marshall Jr. Yes, that's who it is. Yeah. As soon as and you it, said Terrace, I was like. Henderson was not right. Um, <laughs> player to watch on Cleveland this year, Aya Posich. Center, like, it's always interesting when they bring in a new center and how that center QB, especially with how that QB situation is going to be in Cleveland. It's like, yeah, you're going to be our new center. We don't know who your quarterback is, but congrats, you're the yeah, new center. Have fun. Um, fuck, I guess my player to watch is going to be someone on the defense and honestly i really like denzel ward he is electric he is such a great man uh corner Mm -hmm. needs some help with his zone 
but for the most part, he'll read a receiver better than receiver knows what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I don't know. If, I think Jalen Ramsey is the best corner. Like, I think he's in his own tier. Oh, yeah. But, but Warren is, like, a tier or two down. I would like, say a tier down. Like, yeah. the I like how when Ramsey had the interview and he's like, who – who would you put in the same category as you? And he said Marshawn Lattimore. I'd put Marshawn Lattimore with Denzel Ward. I, like Ramsey, he has height, physicality, man and zone. He'll get beat, but everyone gets fucking beat. Okay, like it's it it's happens. the NFL. It's the NFL in 2022 with how the rules are. Like you're exactly, gonna get beat. Exactly. Exactly. So I would put like my next top two would be Denzel Ward and Marshawn Lattimore. Obviously, like they yeah. are they're just they're so good both of them are so good (laughs) and you know they're good when they don't get talked about on plays because that's how you know that the ball is not being anywhere near them like i love it when uh jair alexander gets all this fucking hype and it's like cool he has the ball thrown at him like multiple times a game (laughs) well what what, what was the uh i i wanted i can't remember who posted it it might have been like you know, BR Gridiron or whatever, who is just like something about the something about like Alexander, you know, making a, a pass deflection against Justin Jefferson. It's like how you know how is this matchup gonna go in like year three? It's like Justin Jefferson has multiple touchdowns against Jair Alexander. Yeah, like, like, like we, why we, do people why do people not get that? You know, it it fucking we, blows my mind. We we know how this matchup goes. This is the third year of it. We they've already played each other like four times max. We know how this goes. Um, yeah. So do we think Cleveland's gonna miss the playoffs? Then I think they're gonna miss the this playoffs. This year, I, I say they miss the playoffs. I think the Karma Wise they deserve to miss the playoffs for what they've done. Yeah. Uh, final team in the AFC North, the Baltimore Ravens. I I I I'm drinking the Ravens Kool Aid this year. I am so high on Baltimore. Like I think I think Lamar has another MVP season in him. I, I yeah, right? Like I really feel like this like like you alluded to earlier. This there's no way this team can be as bad as, like as they were and as, and as injured as they were last year. Like to give you an example, at the end of the final roster for 2021, guys on the IR last year included Nick Boyle, J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, Deshaun Elliott, Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Peters, Ronnie Stanley, Ardarius Washington. And that's just all the guys that could fit on, like, three lines. Yeah. Like, those... It's it's concerning, man. It's so concerning that they got to... What was it? They got to 9 and 8, right? They were 8 and 9... And the only reason they missed nine, the play, yeah. the only reason they missed the playoffs was because in the final, because they were what, eight and three, and they lost their final uh, six games, and two of those were to Pittsburgh. Like they literally lost two games to Pittsburgh by a combined four points. And they really shouldn't have lost the last one if you know uh, the better passes to Mark Andrews, and he catches that, and he gets the two point conversion. And that's what I like about Harbaugh too. Harbaugh believes in Lamar, you know, like watching that play, he's like, what do we do? And Lamar is like, let's go for two. So, all right, I trust you. Like they have, they have that connection. They have that vibe. He Harbaugh is is just Harbaugh lets his best players be his best players. He does. And it's great. 
<laughs> it's awesome to see because that's that's what they need. So, so I'm I'm not I know I'm not I'm not too worried. Like I, Baltimore's not falling off. Like there's no way this team is missing a playoff again for a second year. Yeah, and that's in addition to the fact that they added like you talked about Marcus Williams. They got Morgan Moses for the O line, Michael Pierce defensive tackle, Mike Davis running back. Kyle Fuller at corner. Mm-hmm. You know, they they got two first-round picks that I like in Kyle Hamilton and Tyler Lindenbaum. Love those picks. And they fell to them. They yep. fell to them. They the, the Ravens traded back, and they still got Tyler Lindenbaum. Yeah, that's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Uh, and even, I don't know if you saw uh, earlier in the week, uh, Isaiah Likely, their fourth-round tight end. He had a few, couple few, couple good plays for Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah, he, I heard that he actually played pretty well. He look, he's looking like a dude. And it's, and then it's like, oh, great. Now Baltimore has three tight ends that they can trot out onto the field and yeah. be useful. Like, you ever seen a 31 personnel? Well, now you have. <laughs> <laughs> so, the similar to, to Pittsburgh, I don't, there's only one position that I really am concerned about with Baltimore, and that's wide receiver. Yeah, that's that's like the only concern. But you, but you know why I don't really have a concern with wide receiver is because the wide receivers don't need to. They don't need to like win their route every time. They just need to get open, and if yeah. Lamar can hit them, then that's fine. Because Lamar will be running in the backfield. He'll be scrambling. He'll be going out. They'll be playing the West Coast offense. And <laughs> that's that's all that will really need to happen. As soon as they get open, Lamar hits them. Well, and, I've like, heard nothing good about Lamar about becoming a passer. So, oh, I think Lamar's a better passer than he gets credit for. I think so as well. The, but the, the funny thing is that speaking of wide receivers, I've heard a lot of Rashad Bateman talk. Like, a lot of people hyping him up. Like, man, if, you know, now he's got the opportunity to be wide receiver one. Yep. And, 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 you know, like you say, he just needs to get open. He just needs that right opportunity. Mm-hmm. Why not in Baltimore? Like, and that's where it's like, I don't necessarily believe in Rashad Bateman as a number one guy. But there's enough people that I hear, you know, that I listen to who are saying, ah, this could be a really, you know, a bounce back year. Don't sleep on Bateman. It's like, okay. Um, but I think overall with the Ravens, they're probably going to go back to their power running game. You know, two tight ends. Yeah, and getting back uh, getting back J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards will definitely be a massive improvement for the run game. Dobbins, Edwards, they're going to go back to power running. They're going to, you know, they might throw the ball 15, 20 times a game, maybe, but like they're one of the few teams who will absolutely run the ball more than they throw it. I agree. And that's because and that's they're just set up so well for it. Yeah. No, um, definitely. You know, the other thing I, I should mention, they do, ha- they do have running back and O-line depth, which will also help in, you know, making this power running game successful. Yes, especially with uh, potential injury situations to 
to come. Well, and like, like they who, will happen. Well, what was the week? Who was the running back in like week one, uh, like last year against Las Vegas? That Monday night game, they ha- I can't remember who it was, but like they had uh, Tyrell Williams. Tyrell Williams, and then I, I was gonna say, wasn't like Devonte Freeman getting some? Yeah, runs? Devontae Freeman, Latavius Murray, Latavius Murray, like. Yep. They were just picking guys off the street last year, and that's just not going to happen this year. Like they are no. set up, they are set up to have depth, and they are prepared for anything that comes their way. Um, best case for the Ravens this year, I have them going twelve and five, bounce back offensively, defense is lights out, and they win a Super Bowl. I say thirteen and four, and pretty much everything else you said. Like, <laughs> like, like, there is a team. If you can invest in a team, I would invest. In, like, I would invest in Ravens stock. Yeah, I, I agree. This, this team is just too too good to be as bad as they were last year. Um, worst case, they go nine and eight. Uh, the defense doesn't adjust to new coaching. They Don Martindale is not their defensive coordinator, by the way. They they have a new defensive coordinator, Mike McDonald, who was at Michigan last year. Um, Lamar takes a step back, really. Like Lamar doesn't improve. That would be another thing where it, it wouldn't help. And they don't get any impact from the rookies. Like, a part of why I think we're high on the Ravens is that we expect immediate impact from Kyle Hamilton and Tyler Lindenbaum. And if neither one of those guys are impactful, then they're probably not going to be as good as we think. Yeah. Um, player to watch for the Ravens for, for you. Lamar Jackson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the easiest. It's the... Uh... It's picking an apple off of a tree. <laughs> picking yeah. the best apple off of a tree, I should say. I don't know what the Lamar MVP odds are, but like, I would ab- if I could, I would absolutely parlay like Ravens, at least making the playoffs, if not Ravens Super Bowl odds with Lamar MVP. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder actually how much his MVP odds. I'll search it up right now. Um. Yeah, because like that dude is just—I don't know. We've already said it, but he, they're too good to—he's too good to you know step back. And if he's healthy, look out. Just don't sleep on Lamar. Agreed. Uh, well, while you while you look for odds, I'll just say my uh, my player to watch is Rashad Bateman, because like if that dude can take off. If he could be a thousand yard receiver for the Ravens next season, that's just another dimension that they, you know, don't need, but they're happy to have, and they're not gonna say no to a thousand yard receiver. No. They won't. Also, Lamar Jackson plus two thousand odds to win MVP. That's lower or that yeah, that's lower than Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, Matthew Stafford, and Joe Burrow. I would take Lamar. I would take Lamar over any of those names. I yeah, I would take Lamar over all those guys. Like it's it starts getting dicey with Herbert, Rogers, Brady, Mahomes, and Allen, but I would uh, I would take Lamar over over them. So that's our AFC North preview. I think we did a good job with that. Hey, it was pretty good. Let's throw it over to the NFC North. Let's do it. Let's. Let's start with Green Bay. We talked about Rodgers and the Packers a little bit earlier. I mean, they lost Devontae Adams. They lost Equinemius St. Brown. Marquez Valdez-Gantling's gone. Zadarius Smith's gone. The two best receivers on the 
team, maybe Sammy Watkins is going to be one of them, and maybe Christian Watson? I mean... Alan Lazard? I'm looking on the Packers depth chart right now, and I don't know if it's just poor updating or what, but I don't see Christian Watson on the depth chart. I think Christian Watson's maybe on the pup list. Oh, my God. Is he already on the pup list? Yeah. I know Sammy Watkins was on uh, some sort of IR as well, but, I mean, Alan Lazard is the number one. Randall Cobb, the number two. And, like, maybe Amari Rodgers. I, I didn't mind Amari Rodgers for the little bit that we saw him. Yeah, but, that's, con- that, that, that's concerning. We, we talk about concerning... We talk about concerning with the Ravens wide receivers, but it's different with the Packers because they have a generational quarterback. And, like, yeah. they're literally a passing off. Like, I mean, the running backs are good, but they, like, Rodgers will throw for 5,000 yards. Lamar probably won't throw for 5,000 yards. Like, that's the difference between the two offenses. Um, I don't know if David Bakhtiari is fully back because he's been out for like the last like year and a bit i don't know if he's officially officially healthy officially starting uh on the depth chart right now there is no david bakhtiari that's a bit concerning yeah uh um yeah yeah it's 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 scary (laughs) he he is on like the roster but just no depth chart so so he, they're probably saving him for maybe week one. Yeah, I would say so. Um, so, yeah, there's concerns offensively. Defensively, this team looks really good. I love the pieces this team has on defense. I'm not even, like, too hyped about their defense. Like, looking at it right now, obviously we talked about uh, Alexander. I do like uh, Eric Stokes. He played amazing. Uh, Adrian Amos and Darnell Savage both great but i mean like kenny clark is fucking old preston smith uh I, where did devondre campbell come from no fucking clue but he yeah he's good but then other than that it's just i i, I don't know i like rashawn gary rashawn gary i really like okay um you know you got stokes stokes looks like a dude because he was a rookie last year, wasn't he? If I'm yeah, not mistaken, he was a rookie, he was a rookie last year. He looks like a dude. Um, yeah, Amos, Darnell Savage. Here's the thing: I at least compared to the offense, there's guys on here that I can rely on. I think. Yeah. There's guys on here I, I could trust. Yeah. And maybe, and maybe, and maybe that was like the maybe that was like a career year from Devondre Campbell that we'll never see again. Maybe that was just a one year like. Yeah, like, explain this to me. How, in one year, does Devondre Campbell get a better Madden rating than Demario Davis, who's been like three time All Pro the past three years? Yeah, who's been doing this for so long? I don't get Madden ratings, which is why I don't. I I really try not to look at them. But when you got something as fucking stupid as that, like Devondre Campbell, this this last year, he had his best season of all, and because he was on the 
uh, he was Falcons, a Falcon, yeah, and a Cardinal. Didn't hear dick shit about Devondre Campbell, and then he just comes out and gets uh, 146 tackles. But every every other year that he had, it was like this is it. This is 99 tackles, 129, 94, 92, 48. You know, I don't even remember him on the Cardinals. Yeah. Like he had, he had one season on the Cardinals, and he only got 99 tackles. And he, you think 99 tackles is a lot, but 146 is way more. <laughs> so, like it's just big, big math being done there by Hayden. 144 is more than 99. Believe it or not, it actually is. Yeah. So, and that's not one of those alternative facts. Like that's real. Like that's, that's real. That's that's real. That's real fact. But the 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 difference between 146 is being first. And then 99 is being like 60th in yeah. tackles. So uh, that gives a little preface on there. But yeah, no, he's just, I, I don't know. There was, there's so many other linebackers that have done this consistently and people are just walking, walking over it. Like nothing, you know, like, so, <laughs> let me, let me just read you off. Like Demario Davis's, just because I'm looking, 105, 119, 111, 110, and then on the Jets, 135. Like that's all, consistency. All of those numbers are greater than 99. They are, and <laughs> Devondre Campbell didn't get. I think he's only he only has like five sacks in his career. Demario Davis last year got three. The year before, got four, got four, and then five. <laughs> like, I I just don't know. There's so many other better hey, middle linebackers. Hey, Devondre Campbell, I, I, I'll i be honest. I was watching some of his highlights uh, in, in leading up to this. He had an interception on Jared Goff, and that was mostly because Jared Goff, like, either did not see Campbell or just, like, made a poor throw and Campbell picked it off. Um, Good, yeah. So, I'd also I, put Tremaine Edmonds higher than Devondre Campbell. Yeah, that's fair. I see. I see where you. I, I. I get that. I don't hate that. Um, I think going back though, the biggest question involving Green Bay is Aaron Rodgers and the offense. Like, can this offense be elite? And like, we're already we're already concerned about their offense because their top wide receiver. Christian Watson, he's on the pup list already. Yep. You're relying on Sammy Watkins, who like has had plenty of opportunities to take off somewhere, anywhere. Um, so the Sammy Watkins revitalization project now goes to Green Bay. I don't even know if it's a revitalization project because like I don't even know if he was that good in Buffalo to start out his career. Like I don't know where the start of it was. Yep. And it's 2022, and you're relying like you're relying on Randall Cobb. Yeah, that's that's really good, actually. <laughs> um, some, you know what? But somebody's gonna take Randall Cobb in fantasy, and it's actually gonna work out for them too because he's a, a late round sleeper kind of guy. <laughs> Probably, somebody somebody's gonna take him. Um, so the question is, can the Packers be a lead again? And if not, I don't think they make the Super Bowl. No, I definitely don't see any team from the NFC North 
making the Super Bowl. Like, best case scenario, Packers make it to the NFC Championship and fail again. That's so, it. that's how I see it happening. So because and because of their QB situation with Rodgers and who he is, I think they might be the team in the biggest win now situation. Because they like, I don't know. He's he's you know an MVP, and what are, if he's gone? What are they gonna do? Put in Jordan Love? Yeah, it's and Jordan Love doesn't really look like anything special. That by the way, that might be the 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 stupidest first round pick. That was the stupidest first round pick I've ever seen from any team ever. Like I just period. There's there's no other terrible first. Well, no, there's plenty of terrible first round picks. But this is just so unwarranted. You could have taken a great receiver. Brandon Ayuk could be a backer. Yeah, he could have been. Like, there's. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do some quick facts here. You keep talking, and so, uh, we'll see who they could have drafted. So, because of this QB situation, the Packers need to win now. They don't know. I don't know how many years they have left with Rodgers. Rodgers does not seem like the Tom Brady type, where it's like I want to play Tom 45. Now, fuck that. Rodgers seems like he wants to be doing other things as well. Not to say that he doesn't love football, but this dude seems like he has two or three years left with the Packers, trying to make as much bank as he can. I mean, I don't think he cares if he wins another Super Bowl. I think he'd like to, but I don't think he really cares. I think we've already, I think we've already kind of cemented Aaron Rodgers' legacy. Like, I think we kind of know what he is. These mm-hmm. last two years have really cemented who he is as a player. And it's more about... Matt LaFleur, Brian Gutekus, the Packers trying to cement their legacy as a franchise and not looking like dumbasses for how they've, you know, built this team around Aaron. Yeah. That's what this is about. This isn't necessarily about Aaron. This is just about the Packers trying to make sure they don't look like dumbasses um, with one of the greatest all-time quarterbacks mm-hmm. starting for them. Uh, have you figured out who they could have drafted instead Jordan Love? I keep looking more. I'm just making sure. Okay, he was he was picked 26 uh, in the 2020 draft. So let's see. By the, way, exactly. by, by the way, by the way, that was like not the start of COVID, but that was like a couple months into COVID, and this was like the first, I think, one of the first major things that like sporting things that happened. And if I remember correctly, it was all pretty chalk for the most part. And then the pack was like, "Yeah, we'll take a backup quarterback." It's like, what the fuck are you doing, guys? So this is this is actually fucking insane. They could have taken Patrick Queen. They could have taken Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I, I wouldn't have taken him. Uh T. Higgins, Michael Pittman, uh DeAndre Swift. Oh uh I mean uh, you know, let's not focus on defense unless it's like real, real good. Uh they could have taken Jonathan Taylor. Oh. Leviscus Chenault, KJ Hamler, Chase Claypool, oh. uh, Jalen Johnson, Trayvon Diggs, Cam Akers, Van Jefferson, uh, I'm not going to say Denzel Mims because that hasn't turned out to be anything special, uh, Antonio Gibson, like, there's so many actually, like, really good players that they could have taken before taking a backup quarterback a, a, a project like a, a guy Very, we knew, yes. a guy a guy we knew at the time like 
a guy we knew at the time was going to be a project for anybody. No, this is actually insane. And I uh, didn't even list off any of the um, the linemen that that could have been taken. Like, that is, oh my gosh. Uh, best case for the Packers this season. I was very generous. I said 14-3. and three. The offense is super elite. Like, the offense is, like, super-duper good. Number one seed in the NFC. Christian Watson looks like a, you know, Justin Jefferson, rookie of the year type. And the defense plays great, and they win a Super Bowl. Like, that's the best case for this team, and that's what they're aiming for. I don't think it's realistic. I don't think it is going to happen, but I think that, you know, there's there's a pathway for which that could happen. Yeah, that is definitely best-case scenario. It's not going to happen. Uh, realistically, they will make it to the NFC Championship, and nothing will come from it. Uh, I said worst case, they go 9-8. and eight. The offense struggles. Defense is average. Receivers don't click. And they lose in a wild-card round. Yeah, that's worst case scenario. I. You, you could say no, they missed because, the... No, there's, there's no way they missed playoffs. You could, I was going to say, you could, but I just don't... The, 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 it's more likely they win a Super Bowl than miss the playoffs. Yes. Yes, I would, I would say that as well. Um, Packers player to watch, I'm going to say Christian Watson. Cause that like, was going to be my player as well. Because, like, they're really banking on this dude. And, I mean, he's a big boy. He's, like, 6'5", 200. Like, 6'5", big dude. yeah. Yeah, he's big fast, too. Fast. Um, yeah, it's con- a little bit concerning that you're expecting this guy to make the jump from North Dakota State to, like, being a number huh. one receiver in the pa- in the Packers offense. A little concerning, but, like... Could happen. Could happen. I mean... Again, I don't know if Gintakus or Matt LaFleur are losing their jobs anytime soon. So I wouldn't bank on that one. So it's kind of like, yeah, let's, you know, fuck it. Let's see what we do. Yep, I agree. Uh, Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings were very average last season. They were 8-9. and nine. They had a negative one point differential. Like, they scored 255 points and gave up 256. 12th in offense, 30th in defense. Yeah. Um, I texted you this earlier. I can't recall a single exciting Vikings thing in 2021. Um, nope. They beat the Seahawks last year. I didn't watch that game because I was covering rugby, so I didn't even get to see the Vikings beat the Seahawks. Um, they hired a new GM and a new head coach. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, the fact that they lost Anthony Barr was one of like the big things that I said to you about them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's not looking good for them. I mean, the, so the new head coach is Kevin O'Connell, who was the OC for the Rams, and I was generous in that it's actually like you know the setup is relatively similar to the Rams, where it's like a QB with arm strength and Kirk Cousins. They have a better running back with Dalvin Cook. They have two talented wide receivers with Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. Solid O-line. It's, yeah. It's just like, I don't know. I just don't, like, there's nothing about this team that excites me. Like They did get a Zadarius Smith, actually. They did get Zadarius Smith. So, like, you know, 
I think they have a new defensive coordinator, and I think they're going to play some more like 3-4. So Darius Smith and Daniil Hunter are going to get more sacks, or at least the opportunities for more sacks. I'm trying yep. to think of what the comparison is to the Vikings, because like, it's like going to the dentist. It's like, okay, sure. Like, I know I have to, but like, I'm not exactly thrilled that I'm doing it. That analogy, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, like, I, don't, I thought you were talking about like team. Like, what could I compare them to as a, like, oh, no, a an just, AFC like, in, team? Just in no, life. No, just in life. It's just like, yeah, I go to the dentist. It's like, I don't have, like, and it's not like I have a terrible relationship with my dentist. I know my dentist. He's my family dentist. I've known him for years. It's just like, yeah, I have to do this, you know, twice a year. Get my yeah. teeth. Cool. Am I going to go yeah. out of my way to watch the Vikings? No, probably not. I mean, if Redstone plays, then sure. Yeah, but, like, I think they have one, maybe two primetime games this year, and it's like, I might watch one of them. Yeah. No, I'll it's, watch it's not I'll looking. I probably will watch both of them because I'm a sicko, but, like... It's not looking good for them. No. Um, and, like... Even my notes that I have down, I'm not exactly, like, you know, excited with these notes where it's like, can the Vikings get pressure up the middle? Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> um, this, yeah, so I have here, this team feels very bland, and I'm not sure it's going to change unless they get a new QB. Yeah. That's, like, uh... like, Kirk Cousins is the epitome of this team, where it's just like, he's fine. Not not elite, but like it's okay. Could be worse. Could be better. Could be. Um. Best case, I think they go eleven and six. They win the division. That's the best case. They win a division somehow. Jefferson and Thielen each get a thousand yards. Cook rushes for a thousand. And you know they have like that that game against New Orleans uh, a couple years ago in the in a wild card where they just you know beat them, and then they lose handily to San Francisco in a divisional round. Yeah. That's where I see this team. That's pretty much as best as it's going to get for them. Yep. I don't really see it being any better. Um, worst case, I have them going 6-11. and 11. The offense struggles into the new coach. Uh, Cousins getting moved, rumors heat up. And uh, they get a top-10 pick. That's probably more what they need is a top 10 pick than a playoff run. Yeah. It, they're just so mid. Every yeah. team in the NFC North is so mid. And, like... They're not... Listen, they're, the, at least the Bears, like, have picked a pathway of, like, actively tanking. Yeah, the, that's true. The Vikings have just picked this middle ground of, like, yeah, we could be something. It might not be, but we could be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have two players to watch on the Vikings this year. Is it, Who's a guy that you're going to be watching? Man. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to answer this question. Here, I'll pick two so you don't have to pick one. I have two so you don't have to pick one. Maybe I'll cherry pick off yours. So I have Kirk Cousins as one because, like... I didn't want to go Kirk Cousins. <laughs> well, I hear the thing. Like, with Kirk Cousins, it's like... Okay, if you're not going to be good now, when are you going to... Like, like it, 
is this it? Like, is this what you are? Mm-hmm. And if so, why are you still keeping this guy? Go either go get a better quarterback and go be better, or get a worse quarterback and like tank for a pick. Yeah. And I don't know what team would want Kirk Cousins. Like, I don't know what team is going to. I'd have to. I'd have to do some more research on that. Of like, what team would want Kirk Cousins? Who 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 Kirk Cousins would be upgrading for? Um, maybe the Giants. That's a team that could use a Kirk Cousins type. Oh action. God, no. Um, that, that seems that seems about right. Uh, the other guy I have a player to watch is Patrick Peterson, cornerback. Like, if this team is going to be good, I think they need to be good on defense, and especially in the secondary. And if Patrick Peterson could, you know, I don't know if he's he's not Patrick Peterson like we know him with this time in Arizona, but like if he's competent, I think that helps. Yeah, that does help, but who knows exactly what comes from this whole team? Fuck, I hate their team. <laughs> I would hate to be a Minnesota fan. I think we spent too much time talking about the Vikings. I agree. Um, I agree. Let's, let's talk about the Chicago Bears. Speaking of mid teams, um, my my first my first note on the Bears is this team is going to be so bad it's funny. Yeah. So their quarterbacks on the roster right now include. Justin Fields, who I think is good. Like, I like Justin Fields. I, I, would, I would like Justin Fields on my team. Uh, the problem is that he's on the Bears, so it doesn't really mean anything. Uh, other quarterbacks on the Bears include Trevor Simeon and Nathan Peterman. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All three of those guys really inspire confidence, don't they? Their wide receivers include Nikhil Harry. Darnell Mooney. Uh, Moore. I can't remember if it's... I think it's David Moore, who, like, former... Yeah, David Panthers. Moore, yeah. Uh, Dante P- Pettis, uh, former speedster who flamed out with San Francisco. Uh, Byron Pringle, who, like, former Chiefs wide receiver, who I just like him because... He of got his, arrested, like, too. Did he? Yeah. Did not know that. I just like the name Byron Pringle. I think that's a really good name. Uh, Tajay Sharp... Um, Equinemius St. Brown. Do any one of those guys inspire confidence? Dude, I I hate them. I hate them so much. They're and tight. Nikhil Harry apparently is like a season-ending injury too. Oh God. Yeah. I did not hear that. Yeah, oh, it's that, that, it's that's terrible. That's um, absolutely terrible. Tight ends include Ryan Griffin and Cole Komet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So their offensive line includes uh, second rounder last year, Tevin Jenkins, Riley Reeve, and Cody Whitehair. I think his team is spending like $160 million on its roster, which is like either the lowest or the second lowest in the NFL. No one wants to play there, man. Like their field sucks. Literally, I have that written down that the turf at Soldier Field is so bad that Cairo Santos, Santos kicker, has to, has, to to to, has to go to local parks to replicate playing at Soldier Field. <laughs> it's so bad. Um, so bad. Week six, Thursday night football, they host the Washington Commanders. 
And that game has potential to be worst game of the year. That is such a Thursday night football game. It's not even funny. Um, and I, I even have written down here. They're going. They have this team has possibly the greatest potential going zero and sixteen, and that even includes games against Houston, Atlanta, the Jets, and the Giants. Yeah, they they definitely could. Now that you're reading it off, I didn't think they would. I thought they'd have to beat some, but like, yeah, they definitely could. They're also entering the season with a seventh round rookie as their punter. Um, this team is going to be so bad. It's funny. Um, best case, they win four games, five games, four, four, <laughs> four games is best case scenario here. Well, you can also take the way of like the best case is like this team is zero and sixteen or not zero and sixteen, but like zero and seventeen. I guess it is zero and seventeen or one and sixteen, and they get the first overall pick. You could say that's the best case scenario. Um. Also, their head coach is Matt Everflus, who is the former Indianapolis DC. That's not really an inspirational um, hire at coordinator. I don't think that 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 kind of that kind of blows. Um, their worst case is that they go winless or that they don't draft in the top five. <laughs> their worst case is the fact that they win. Oh my god, yeah that that is that is so Chicago Bears style. Um. The only pl- I my player to watch is the only guy I think it's worth talking about, and it's Justin just, Fields. It's Justin Fields. Maybe Cole Komet. Cole Komet could be okay. Yeah, since there's no more uh, Jimmy Graham, he'll get all the red zone targets. Yeah. yeah. The, there was I can't remember who they were playing last year. I want to say it was the Packers, okay. where they one of their. One of their like plays in like the one at the one or two yard line is literally just Fields under center, taking the snap and then just pitching it right, just pitching it to like Darnell Mooney or whatever. And like it's like a it's like a a picket fence screen. Like it's like three guys in front. I want I'll, I'll show you that play if I can find it. But like the play calling last year under Matt Nagy was just atrocious. Terrible. And it's terrible. And surely it can't be as worse, right? It can't be that bad. I hope to dear God it's not. Um, yeah, I mean, this team is such a far ways away from when they made the playoffs and they almost won a playoff game. Should have won a playoff game. Should have won a playoff game. Um, the Bears suck. As much as we spent too much time talking about the Vikings, we probably also spent too much time talking about the Bears. Oh, about um, 10 minutes too much. Uh, the Detroit Lions is the last thing we have to talk about. We, we, you know, we're somewhat obligated to talk about the Lions because they are an NFC North team. I like um, the Lions so more than the Bears. I like them more than the Vikings and the Bears. Like I yes. just like at least, at least this team has a sense of direction, and at least, at least the like vibes are good. I like their coach. <laughs> I here's the thing. I don't. None of what he says makes sense. That's not true. I think a lot of what uh, Dan Campbell says makes sense. It's just maybe it's not needed. 
<laughs> like when he admitted that he does blow, you know, or no, not that. What was the thing? Fighting off kneecaps, you know. No, that, that was what that was so twenty twenty one. Dan Campbell. What was what he said this year? Um, uh, if you have one leg and an ass cheek, I'll still like bite you or something like that. Something like that, and like <laughs> yeah, something about treading water. I think too was like another one. Um, where is it here? I'm gonna find this here. Um, Dan Campbell on Hard Knocks will tread water as long as it takes to fucking bury you. <laughs> yeah, okay. okay. See, that one, that one doesn't really make sense. I'll admit that. I'll, I'll admit it. Listen, listen. Overall, I think you and I could both agree we like the direction the team is going in. Yep. Roster building, ro- roster building wise and vibes wise. Like this team, at least they feel good about themselves. I like the talent that they're adding to the roster. Um, they kind of feel similar to, like, Philadelphia. We'll talk about Philadelphia next episode. But they, they feel similar to Philadelphia in that they're building from, like, inside out. Yep. Like, they dra- like, they drafted – I know they drafted uh, Jameson Williams with a, in the first overall as well. But they drafted but Aiden he's Hutchinson. he's not playing, yeah. He's not playing. Uh, they drafted Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, they drafted uh, Penny Sewell last year in the first round. Yep. They po- I, I have it written down here. They possibly have a top five offensive line with Taylor Decker, Frank Ragnow, Sewell. I wouldn't say top five. I, I would say top 12. And that's fair, too. Like that, that, maybe, that's where I kind of see it being. Like, like I, think with, I think with everything with the Lions, because they're also on hard knocks, we kind of have to take things a little bit with a grain of salt with them. Like, yes. top, five is, top five is probably... Oh, oh, it's probably too much, but top 12 is probably more realistic for this team. Agreed. Um, you know, they're probably, you know, people are like, oh, could they win six games this year? They probably will win like five. I say best case scenario, they win seven. And I, that's yeah. over expectation. I have best case scenario, they go seven and 10. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, they have a lot of like, I have, like, B and C players. Like, a lot of B-grade, C-grade players on their team. Especially at wide receiver. Especially at wide receiver. But, you know, the key for the Lions is having the young guys that they draft develop and become stars. Like, Jeff Akuda at cornerback is, like, an important piece to this. Mm-hmm. You know, St. Brown and Williams at wide receiver. I like both of those guys. I think both of those guys are really talented. I don't know if either one of them are going to be elite a receivers, but if you got two B receivers, that's going to be really good. Yeah, I agree. You know, you got Aiden Hutchinson at D D N, and he and seems two. he seems to be really really good. <laughs> he he looks like a menace out there. Like yeah, he, he does. <laughs> like he, he yeah. Um, and, and you know the nice thing I think about the Lions is like they're like one of the few teams where it doesn't really matter how their quarterback play is this year. They like we, just need a good system. They just need a good system, and like Jared Goff is, is competent. Like he's fine. Like Jared Goff is is is, is fine. Yeah, uh, he he won't. He'll hurt you, but he'll he'll be all right. But it, it, but I think we all more or less kind of recognize that he's not going to be the future starter. Like they're like the the, the yeah, Lions they'll have move two, on maybe next year. I was gonna say the Lions have two first round picks in twenty twenty three. They'll probably use both of those and trade up to get like. Bryce Young from Alabama. Yep, probably. Like, like that's kind of just the like 
unless Goff, you know, shows out this year. Yeah, like you know, tears the world, you know, put, you know, sets the world afire. Like unless he like kills it, they're probably not gonna keep Goff next season. Um, you know, like you say, best best case scenario, they go seven and ten. There's progress made all over the roster. They're both a top twenty offense and defense. Yep. And Dan were, again, Campbell is improves. Well, and like. They're one of the few teams that, even though this team, in mo- like if it was any other team, we'd say they suck. But there's good vibes. Like they, there's you know, great they're lo- vibes. There's losing and they're losing and they have great vibes. Like that's yep. really tough to do. Yeah, it is. Um, so kudos to them. I-, I didn't put a worst case scenario because like, I guess the worst case scenario is that they lose fewer than three games, which I don't think is possible. Like I think this team is just better. Even, yeah. Like, like I, I, I think they're better than than their lowest expectation. Yeah. Yeah. Like I and like I I would not be surprised if by the end of the year this team is further ahead than Chicago and Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So. Um, Who's a pl- I, again for this team? I have two players to watch, but I'm curious. I'm curious if you have somebody that you're really excited about on the Lions. Aiden Hutchinson. Hell yeah! <laughs> it is the that's probably the easiest one. I want to see what type of rookie impact he can make because uh, I don't get how he wasn't the first overall pick for the Jags. Like he. Uh, I, I don't guess, even know. That, like, Trayvon the- Walker. Yeah, he has. He has raw talent, but Aiden Hutchinson, like, do you not watch any college games and notice that he's a presence more than just sacks? Um, that guy think, is a beast. I think the Trayvon Walker pick speaks more to the Jags and how they operate as an organization than Aiden Hutchinson. I'm not saying it was Aiden Hutchinson's, like, fault or whatever. Yeah, I'm yeah, saying, yeah. Like, just, he deserves to be the first round pick. 10 times out of 10, and they just fucked it up so hard. So, yeah. I, I was talking about this on my last episode with Jevin. I think I'm going to do, like, a weekly, like, run-me-over rankings of, like, players in the NFL who could run me over and I would apologize to. And Aiden Hutchinson is, like, top two. Like, dude could run me over and I would apologize to him. Like, that dude. <laughs> yeah, he definitely seems a little bit nice about hitting someone. Yeah. That's like, the vibe, yeah. I don't, I don't know if it's, like, Andrew Luck, like, hey, good job out there type beat, but it's definitely, like, yeah, that dude, that dude, I could get run over by Aiden Hutchinson, and I'd be okay with it. That'd be fine. Yeah. Um, my, one player I, I have that we haven't talked about, TJ Hawkinson. <sighs> he was so good at the start of last year, and then just didn't, did, didn't do much after, like, like, the first six games. And, I mean... I don't think he. I don't think he's going to be like George Kittle, but he could be diet George Kittle. If 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 he reaches his potential of just like he, he could be top five. Yeah, he could be top five while George Kittle is not in the top five. Like I, I just I don't know. I just feel like Hawkins. He has that like, vibe. He has that he, vibe. He has that vibe, and like if if the Lions can somehow make Hawkinson work. If they can figure that out, like if they can just you know create that 
big red zone passing target with a guy who's also a really good run blocker. Yep, then they have a special tight end. They got special tight end, and that's hard to find. Like, I, like it's not, I don't think it's as hard as, like, trying to find that star QB or, you know, a great pass rusher. But, like, if you can nail the tight end who is both a really good passing option and a really good run, run blocker, you, you can't ask much more than that. And TJ no. Hawkinson has that potential if they can just figure it out. He does. He does. I agree. So, there we go. That's the NFC and N- AFC NFC preview for 2022. Well done, Hayden. For we the did, North, we did let's go. For the North. <laughs> um, for, North for Northern teams. Um, any other final thoughts or hot takes before we, we head out here? Like, I think we, I think we're more or less on the same page with Detroit, with the Ravens. Yep. We're not Chicago. Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not too, like we're sold, but not entirely sold on Green Bay. Like I wouldn't have a lot of stock in the Packers. No, I wouldn't either. And unless it's like, where they finish, uh, not counting Super Bowl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, hot take: the Bears are going to regret not having Jimmy Graham. There, I said it. <laughs> Is, did he officially retire? Nope, hasn't retired yet. Hasn't signed with the team yet. Although on his Instagram, he posted a picture, and it was like him practicing, like. Uh, with his cleats off and like his socks on, it was like might have to go chase for a ring, guys. And I'm like, well, I'm like, fuck. Are you signing with the Bucks? Are you signing with uh, the Bills? Like, <laughs> I'm just trying to think of teams that need a, a red zone threat now. The Rams. Dude, that would be, yeah. I I don't know if the Rams would do that. Yeah, maybe. But like, I just. I just don't want to see him retire. I, I want to see him, like, only be used as a red zone threat, man. Like, could you imagine he gets, like, 20 catches, 14 touchdowns? <laughs> well, you know, he it, could do that. He could well, do that. Well, you know, the funny thing, too, is that tight end has been, like, one of the most volatile just positions in fantasy. Mm-hmm. Like, either you have a good tight end or you don't. Yeah. And there's only three good tight ends. Mm-hmm. Maybe four. There's four, four, five max. There is maybe five max good tight ends in fantasy football, right? Mm-hmm. And imagine the hilarity that would ensue if you just like somebody just got Jimmy Graham, and he's playing on the fucking Rams, or he's playing on he's playing on some team, and he's just like he's just there to catch touchdowns. That's all he's there for. It's like fades. And that's it. Like to, to run fades and to run stick. That's all he's there for. Uh, nothing else. He's not there to run block. He's not there to, you know, be a decoy. Sign him for a mill and just utilize him only in between the twenties and the and the goal line. I I would do that in a heartbeat. Like he's still a big guy. All you need to do is run straight, turn this way, and cast the ball. Uh, that would be that'd be good. Um, when when if he goes back to Green Bay? That could be. Uh, I don't think he will. They still have Mercedes Lewis and Robert Tunyon. 
God, how fucking Mercedes Lewis. The Packers are really living in like 2000. Yeah, how the hell does Mercedes Lewis still have um, a job, but Graham doesn't? Okay, like that's that's just savage. We're yeah, the Packers are really living in 2013. Yeah, they Cobb, are. Cobb, Cobb and Mercedes Lewis. Um, Hayden, thank you again for taking the time to do this. Greatly appreciate it. Of course, it. my guy. Um, Hayden and I will be previewing East Divisions probably sometime in the next week here uh, as we uh, as we get closer to the NFL season. Woo! Let's fucking go. Uh, thank you very much for listening and watching. Uh, again, listen to the pod on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, your platform of choice. You know. Whatever you want. Whatever you want. We, uh, you know, we have options. That's what, we, that's what we're all about here. You can also watch the full pod on our YouTube channel. Um, until next time, We'll be back soon. Thank you again for watching, supporting, listening. Peace out. Boom.